Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. I always said I wouldn't do a two-part episode until two things were happening. One, I get Chris Stapleton to be a guest on the show. Two, the Good Giving Challenge is happening. Well, friends, here we are. Both are happening today. I'm just kidding. Chris Stapleton is not here yet. He is on the vision board, and I'm hoping it will happen sometime in the future. But it is Good Giving Challenge Week, and we are so excited. Since the beginning of my time on this podcast, you have heard all about the Good Giving Challenge and how this year is going to be the best and biggest year we've had yet, and it is finally time to show out. The Good Giving Challenge kicks off tomorrow. It's tomorrow. And we are so excited to be giving you a special two-part episode where we talk all about Good Giving Challenge and how to give during the most generous event of the year. Head on over to bggifts.org to start planning your gifts or stop by our Instagram and Facebook at bgcfky to stay up to date on challenge opportunities, social media challenges, and maybe even some fun dance surprises. With me in the pod lab today are two of the coolest people I know, and I'm not just saying that because they are my bosses. They are two members of the Bluegrass Community Foundation team, and they love the Good Giving Challenge so much, and I can't wait for you to hear from them. Here are Lauren Parsons and Scott Fitzpatrick. Oh, do we want to take a selfie? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yay. Okay. It's Good Giving Challenge Week. How are we feeling? Well, I'm looking at you, Lauren. How are you feeling? (laughs) I don't know. It's like a mixture of, like, excitement and fear. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. I'm like Jesse on Saved by the Bell. Oh, I love it. Okay, before we really get started and diving into what the Good Giving Challenge is, why don't you all take a second to introduce yourselves and talk about who you are and what you do at BGCF. I'm Scott Fitzpatrick. 
I am the Vice President for Advancement at the Community Foundation. So I've been at the Community Foundation and in this role for six years now. It's the best job I've ever had, best place I've ever been. And uh, so I guess you could say that my role is ultimately I help generous people give away their money and do that in, in the most efficient and impactful ways that they can. Great. I am Lauren Parsons. I am the Director of Strategic Initiatives and Communications for Bluegrass Community Foundation. Say that three times fast. I bet you can't. Um, I've been practicing that for, I guess, three years. I've been um, on board for three years. So um, I do like a little bit of everything. Um, I have I get to oversee the Good Giving Challenge, but also all our communications and BGCF 365 and all the fun stuff. Yes. You're really like the queen mother of the Good Giving Challenge. Yes. All all roads lead back to Lauren Parsons. Yes, it is my baby. Now, this has been going on for 12 years, but this is going to be the biggest year. We have more organizations involved than ever before. We are crossing fingers to maybe raise more dollars than we ever have before. Scott, maybe you will be the right person to ask this question. How have you seen the Good Giving Challenge grow in the past six years since you've been with us? Well, it's grown in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, I, you know, I think one of the things you mentioned there, I, honestly, I never thought we'd get to a point where we would have the number of nonprofit organizations participating that we do this year. So, I mean, it's it's 200, right? Yeah. That we have participating this year. And... You know, it, I mean, that's a that's an enormous number. I mean, it certainly isn't, you know, every nonprofit in this area, but it's a really, really big number. And I think that it's it's a testament to the success of the Good Giving Challenge um, and how well known it has become. But I think it's also has a lot to do with um, the work that so many of our fellow uh, BGCF staff members have done over the years just to kind of raise awareness of the community foundation to individuals, but particularly to the nonprofit community. So I think that we are we are much better known out there and I think uh, have strong relationships with a number of nonprofit organizations. And I think that has, has led us to the point where we have this many participants. Mm-hmm. Now, Lauren, it feels like a goofy question to ask because there's so many different moving parts with the Good Giving Challenge, but can you give us kind of a breakdown of not really registration, but how does the giving aspect work? So it kicks off on Tuesday, tomorrow, and then it runs through Friday. How are people able to get involved with the Good Giving Challenge now from a giving perspective? So tomorrow at 9 a.m., the Good Giving Challenge site will be live. You can go on now and like plan out your giving, read all about the nonprofits participating, look at the different matches and prizes, which we will touch on later. Um, but uh, so at 9 a.m. tomorrow, it will it will be live. We'll be able to accept gifts at that time. So on each little <laughs> nonprofit page, you'll see a um, like a donate button. Um, you just kind of add all your donations to your shopping cart and check out all at once. It's easier than online shopping. You don't have to worry about getting the right size or anything like that. So um, you can get your tax receipt all right there. So it's it's a really easy way to give. The minimum donation is just $10. So 
that was one thing we wanted to do with the Good Giving Challenge was make giving easy for people, make it really accessible for everyone. And then again, with these matches and prizes, I can't shut up about them, I guess, but your gift of just $10 could be a thousand if it's drawn for a, one of these random prizes. Crazy. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a great time to give and it'll be really exciting tomorrow on that homepage. You'll see, um, there'll be like a ticker of all the donations coming in and you'll see that like skyrocket, like right off the bat. So um, hopefully, um, I'm sure it will. All the nonprofits have also been working really hard to promote it. So now let's talk matches and prizes. We've got a very sizable pool of goods that we are going to be able to grant out. What does that look like and how do those work? Yeah, so um, thanks to our sponsors, many have, have signed on year after year. And I think that's part of why um, the Good Giving Challenge has grown so much is because these sponsors help fund this match pool that helps get more dollars out to these nonprofits. So that the nonprofits really pay attention to that. They, um, they really take notice of this and it's really important to them. So we have just over $600,000 in matches and prizes available. Um, Let's see, starting tomorrow, the Murray Foundation has a $100,000 um, like pro rata match pool. Don't ask me to give <laughs> examples on math. I cannot. Um, but like the whatever uh, is raised tomorrow, whatever each nonprofit raises as a percentage of that, they get that percentage of the match pool. Uh, we'll also be doing um, like 11 actually 13 um, random prize drawings throughout the day. There'll be like power hours and there's going to be stuff going on every day of the, of the challenge. So that's really exciting because it's tomorrow through Friday night. So there's a lot going on every day and all that's up on the website. To it's going to be on. a very busy week, a very fun week. It'll be so fun. And it's going to be busy. The matching challenges, Lauren, that you talked about, you know, going back to what you had asked earlier, Courtney, about how the Good Giving Challenge has evolved over years. I think, you know, the amount of dollars that we have been able to raise as a community foundation through some very generous partners for these matching challenges, I think that has, you know, really changed the complexion of this thing mm. as well. And as I mentioned, a lot of what I do is is helping generous people be, uh, you know, help them give away their money in ways that are efficient, but also impactful. And then in, in along those lines, I mean, we have uh, partners like the Marksberries that have have been have been a part of us for so long, and they you know one of the things they look at is when they see the kind of impact that their dollars have. You know when you look at okay we put this much money up and it results in um, so much more in terms of dollars being raised. I mean I think that that incentivizes them to participate every year. And it incentivizes, certainly incentivizes donors to continue to give. So, um, so yeah, I think those are that's a very significant part of our success over the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. I've met with some sponsors too, and it was really exciting <clears throat> providing that report of all the the giving that happened during those match periods. I mean, it was like the ROI on their. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do sound like a wow. little mathematician. Uh, the ROI on their sponsorships, it's like. 300% the amount of gifts that are generated during that right. time. So it's really important. And, you know, tomorrow's match is like the pro rata pool, but there are some that are dollar for dollar, 50 cents on the dollar. Some, are, you know, are, have no limit on the match amount. So you could, you know, you could give $15,000 and, you know, max out a match pool. So um, 
there's really something for everybody for gifts of all sizes. Now let's rewind just a little bit because last year, maybe even the year before, COVID was happening during the Good Giving Challenge. What impact did you see that have on, and also you like changed the days, there's not as many days. Mm -hmm. How did all of that get to be where it is now? So I would say that first year, well, COVID year one, right? Was that 2020? 2020. (laughs) 2020. Um, I think that was the year the challenge took a huge jump in terms of mm. nonprofits participating and not, and people giving. Um, I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. Um, I know that it has raised $17 million since Ooh. 2011. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, I think my first year, which was 2019, was like one point. Four million, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, a little over one million, which is awesome to raise for local nonprofits in a week. But in that first year um, of COVID, it was it it jumped over two million that year. So it was, um, I think it just demonstrates the need um, that the nonprofits have and and delivering the services that they do um, mm-hmm. for our community. So. It was it was um, it was wild because, you know, a lot of nonprofits weren't able to hold, you know, their galas and fundraisers and events. And it was really like they were I don't want to say desperate, but I mean, they really needed that 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 money. So um, but the nice thing is last year, um, you know, we were still feeling the effects of COVID. You know, Mm -hmm. we had vaccines and people were getting out and doing stuff. So um, but then last year we raised two point nine million. So um, and then the the there were more nonprofits involved. So. Um, I think the nice thing is we saw a huge jump in generosity, I think, during that time period, and it has not decreased. I think it's only increased since then. Mm. There's going to be a party. There's going to be two parties. We have a philanthropy party happening tomorrow. Tell us about the philanthropy party. Scott is singing. Did I hear that right? You're singing? I'm always available to sing, yeah. Courtney. Yeah, I'm awesome. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Philanthropy Party is our like pep rally kickoff that we do to kick off the Good Giving Challenge. It's a nice way. I mean, all the giving is done online. It's an online event. But this is a fun way for all the nonprofits to get together. And um, we have a, like a pep rally press conference downtown. Um, we invite all the nonprofits to come. And anybody who, you know, is going to be around, you are more than welcome to mosey on down to the Tandy Park Pavilion and join us. Santa, Santa is gonna be there. Oh my gosh! I, I hear he is super busy this I mean, time of year, even busier than we are yeah. with the Good Giving Challenge. But he will be there. Mayor Linda Gordon will be there. Um, it's a really, it's a really fun time. Um, the Lexington Theater Company it will be singing officially. But Scott, you are more yeah. than welcome. Jump on in there. I'll jump in there. They'll need yeah, an assist. There's... I'm sure. <laughs> they absolutely will. Yeah. The featured soloist. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a great event. Um, it's really fun to connect with people. Um, you know, we didn't get to have it in 2020. Last year we did, and it was it was just awesome because you were emailing with people and doing Zoom meetings. But like, there's nothing like that face to face you know, being together in person. So there'll be cookies and cocoa and Santa, like what's not to like. (laughs) And that's at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. Correct. Be there or be square. Yeah. Now there's another party that's happening. I know. On Friday. Yeah. And it's going to close us out and it's going to be big. 
Yeah, like it's not. So the, the challenge ends at midnight. <laughs> it will not be ending at midnight. <laughs> we will not be partying until midnight. I will be asleep. <laughs> um, but y'all are more than welcome to come over. No, the wrap party, this is the first year in a while we've done this. And we're really excited. Since the, the challenge ends on Friday, um, we are going to have a wrap party at West 6th in the barrel room there. And it's at 3. Um we're really hoping the media will come if y'all are listening um, <laughs> um, and help us get that last push um, for donations. And we're going to do some like live announcement of prizes and all this stuff. So we're going to make it really fun, festive. There'll be like food, drinks festivities, all that. So I'm really excited. Yeah. And again, just to be clear, even if you aren't a nonprofit who is participating and you just want to come to the party and kind of see what it's all about, maybe learn a little bit more about mm-hmm. Good Giving Challenge and BGCF, come on out. Yeah. West Six Barrel Room is big. We've got space. We've got treats. So come on out and hang out. Yeah. So let's talk about favorite Good Giving Challenge memories. Oh, gosh. Favorite Good uh, Giving Challenge memories. This is my first one. So I'm going to have to start writing things down so I don't forget. So I could make something up and you would not, not at you would be all. none the wiser yeah. on that. So, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me try to make up a really good story mm-hmm. about that. I, you know, so this is, this is going to be, you know, probably a little corny, but, um, you know, my favorite memory, and I guess they are memories, is, I mean, my favorite thing about the challenge, I, well, there are two things. One, I love the philanthro party. Mm-hmm. I love the kickoff. It is super exciting. You see all those nonprofits and they're all like, you know, they, they crowd around behind the mayor because it's a media event, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got their signs. I mean, it's like a little pep rally, mm-hmm. but you know, and, and certainly all of them, they're promoting their, their own organizations and causes, but there is a great deal of camaraderie within our nonprofit community here. And so they're very supportive of each other. And so seeing all those folks together and just and and for them to be as excited about this as we are um i don't know it's just really neat so i always love the philanthro party and for me like my favorite memories are i mean it, it also goes back to every year just when it kicks off you know so it's like just you know watching the the numbers go up starting at 9 a.m. that first morning and just seeing that number go up really quickly, mm. immediately, is really inspiring. And then, you know, and then, of course, I nerd out throughout the rest of the week and checking in and seeing, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, you know. But by the time I left the office and got home, we were up another $75,000 or whatever it is. So, so for me, you know, I mean, it's hard for me to, like, pinpoint it, but... Um, you know, having, you know, the philanthroparties and, and when it kicks off, that those are always highlights for me. Mm. Can I share three? Absolutely. Okay. Mm. One is sort of like what Scott said with the philanthroparty. Um, last year was just awesome with Santa being there. It, it was really, it was like the first time it felt like a party. And mm-hmm. it was so festive. It just like kicks off the season of giving. Um, it just reminds you, like, it's like what it's all about. Just, I don't know, supporting our community and, and I don't know, showing up and, and helping how you can. I also loved the your first Good Giving Challenge. Like, 
it's it's wild. Like it's <laughs> you you just hope and pray that it actually happens. <laughs> you know, you we work on this almost year round. Um, we might take like a little break from thinking about it in January, but like not really. Mm-hmm. You're doing like debriefs and planning for next year and. Um, you just hope and pray, like, I hope that website goes live at the right time, and I hope people have heard about it, and I hope they give, and they do, and it's just so exciting. You, like, pinch yourself that it's happening and that people are, are showing up in that way. And then um, the other the other thing I was going to say is just, um, so I think last year, you know, we we all give, I mean, at, at BGCF, we, you know, that's, like, why we're he- we work here. We also give as well. Um, and there's just something I wanted to touch on. Um, there's different ways, you know, you can give, you can give anonymously, you can give in honor of somebody. Um, I like to give as like Christmas gifts as a way, in a way to like, for you have people who don't really need anything. So you search for causes that are important to them. Like my grandfather was a science teacher. So I give to like STEM camps mm-hmm. and stuff for kids like that and educational opportunities but like last year my grandmother was in hospice care and I was able to like give back and and support that nonprofit that was supporting our family and mm-hmm. do it in honor of her and it was just like it made me you know on on the other side of like the planning of it and hyping it up like it was really meaningful to me to be part of it in that way right. and being able to like take part of it and and it's just like a good reminder um you know there's all these different reasons we give and there's always um, a cause for you um, to support during the Good Giving Challenge, whatever you or your family or, or whatever is important to you. Mm. What's your biggest hope for this year? I mean, the hope is this is going to be the biggest one ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that that's the hope is that, well, you know, let, let's start off with the hope that everything works. You know, I mean, go back to, to Lauren's, uh, you know, just a little bit of anxiety. Oh, my gosh. You know, let's make sure it all works. But and it will. I mean, so so that that. That's not even a Our question. team is amazing. Yes. Like, yes. not just BGCF, but the site team. Like, it'll all be great, but... It'll all be just, great. You know. It'll all be great. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to... I mean, we already have more nonprofits than ever before. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can have more donors than ever before. I'm hoping that uh, we raise more money than ever before. Um, you know, and, and really, I mean, for me, the hope... The, the bigger hope for the Good Giving Challenge, you know, the why, I mean, yeah, we want to raise a lot of money in these uh, four days. Mm-hmm. It's four days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to raise a lot of money in these four days. But what I really hope for this every single year is that the folks out there that are listening, that pick up a Good Giving Guide or, you know, just go on, they're led to the site through a nonprofit or, or however else they get there, that this is an opportunity really to learn about all of these great causes in our community. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that folks will find organizations that they can really commit to beyond the Good Giving Challenge, that they can find a, uh, an organization that, uh, you know, matches their passions and they will start supporting them financially, regularly. Mm-hmm. Certainly the Good Giving Challenge being a part of that but supported in, in a broader way to introduce other people to that nonprofit. And, in, you know, depending on the nonprofit, if there are opportunities to volunteer and support their cause in some way to do that, that I think is what this is really about is, is you know, we want, to, we want to shine a bright light on all of the great nonprofits in our community 
in a way that people become more aware of all of this incredible work that's being done and they find ways to, to get involved. So I guess, you know, certainly biggest ever, but also to I, I want the impact of this to go beyond just just the four days of giving. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak it into existence. Yes. I want to raise more than three million. I love it. Put a number on it. Mm. Last year, like 2.9 was what we raised. Like and, taste it. And it was so, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know. That, wasn't that crazy? It's like we were so excited, but at the same time, it's like, oh, we could have gotten $3 million. I just needed one more $100,000 donor. Like, that's it. <laughs> Come on. Scott, I, I'm still mad at you for I not know. opening up your pocketbook. Come I on know. Now. Selfish me. I know. Um, so we were so close last year. Um and it was still an amazing thing. I mean, that was almost twice, almost double my first year in 2019. So Right, $2.9 million is not a small no. chunk of change. It, but It was unreasonable <laughs> to be disappointed, but... Ooh, $3 million. I would With 30 more <laughs> nonprofits at least, like I would love to get across that $3 million mark. I think that would um, be incredible. And, you know, it's not just um, open to nonprofits in Lexington. It's open to nonprofits in, what, 15 different counties? What's our service area? So it's Central Kentucky, Appalachia, Kentucky. So it's really the whole region. And, you know, we have uh, 13,000 different gifts that were made last year. But like, y'all, there are more people in our region mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, We yeah. would love to see a higher, <laughs> not necessarily more gifts, for, but like more in terms of amount. But I mean, everyone could. $10. Throw in $10, y'all. It's, yes. right. you know, we would love to see, that's my goal is, I would really love to see it um, increase just in participation, I think, yeah. within our community yes. and Agreed. beyond. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I do have one suggestion that I just thought of that maybe we can implement next year. And I would love your thoughts. You know, in the Grinch, when they all get together, I mean, the Grinch has stolen Christmas, so it's not, I mean, I guess it's Mary. Something bad happened, and then the whole community got together and sang a song together. That should be a part of the philanthropy party. We should, everybody should learn the same song, and then we get together. Like that, like, yes, but. With Cindy Lou Who. Yes. It'll be a real thing. We'll we'll talk about it. I think you could, you could pass as Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. I'll, I'll do your the... hair is kind of like you got the little yeah. things going on with your hair today so, yeah. yeah we'll make it work i love it we'll bring that back yeah we'll, we'll put that on the on the vision yeah. board for next describing year. something visual i think is always really good for radio <laughs> yeah. don't you think yeah <laughs> <Yes. laughs> okay y'all we're going into segment two which is bgcf fast facts which is where I give you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? Okay. You're going to have to say our name, because we're just going to look at each other and be like, who's going first? Okay. Okay. Why don't we do Scott first, Lauren second? On all the questions? On all the questions. Okay. Love that for me. Okay. Ready? What are you reading right now? I am reading a book. The title of it is uh, How to Be Perfect. And no, I know what you're thinking. It's not my autobiography. Oh, my. Um, but no, it's a, it's a book written by the guy that wrote uh, the television show The Good Place. Michael Schur. 
There you go. There you go. I never can remember mm-hmm. his name. Um, but uh, anyway, it's, it, it doesn't sound interesting, but he's a very interesting writer. He's a funny writer. And so it's, it's taking a look at uh, philosophy, you know, you know, like ethic, ethics and morality and, and philosophies around that. And, uh, you know, digging into it about, you know, how do we make how do we make the right decisions in life? And, and not everything is as cut and dried as it can mm-hmm. be. But anyway, anyway, he does it in a very humorous way. And it's 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 a fun little read. He also did Parks and Rec. Really? Yes. Okay. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. He's a busy man. He's prolific. Yeah. What am I reading? Okay, so I'm reading two things. One thing for fun, which is like, ugh, <laughs> like a modern like love story retelling of Hades and Persephone. Oh, I was so Persephone exciting. for Halloween last year. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that. so that's the fun read. And then I'm also reading The Color of Law, um, which is a BGCF big, book club. Yes, BGCF yep. book yep. club. Be, there'll be an exciting like initiative around that next year which we can't like say anything about it now but it's a really interesting story about well it's non nonfiction, but it's it's very interesting it's about how government policies and laws and zoning and all that have led to segregated neighborhoods mm-hmm. across the united states it's so frustrating to read and and whatever it's you know, like, I think people kind of explain away things like, oh, well, that's just how it's worked out over time. Right. No, no. It is so deliberate and it's sickening and ugh. anyway, so that's why you have to read something about fun, something loving and then something infuriating. Kind of cleanse the palate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you watching right now? Okay. I, I'm not currently watching this, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't take an opportunity to plug Dairy Girls, which is <laughs> always, I always have to plug Dairy Girls. It is such a great show. It's on Netflix, and they just wrapped up their final and third season, and it was an absolute delight. And it is hilarious, and it is heartwarming, and it is everything. And if you're not watching Dairy Girls, you should, and you will thank me later for it. And the other thing that I'm watching on the complete other end of the spectrum, really, is we just started watching Severance. Oh. Which, you know, it's this, it, the concept of it is there's this, you know, people work at this place and, like, they've done something to them so that, like, their personal life and their work lives are completely separate. Mm. That's so, Adam Scott, Adam right? Scott. Okay. So when when... When you're at work, you're only you, you aren't thinking about any. You have no knowledge of your personal life, and when you're in your personal life, you don't have any memory of your work life. Which I know, you know, I think for all of us, things well, that would be great. I don't have to think about work when I'm right. at home and blah blah blah. No, no. Mm. So yeah, we're just we're just now starting to get into it, and it's going to be really good. I think. I've heard it's great. Mm. What are you eating right now? What am I eating? Well, it's it's getting into soup season, so I'm, I'm doing lots of soups, but that's my opportunity to plug Zoog Sauce, mm. which you can buy at Trader Joe's, which, look, I'm a simple person. I get Progresso Soup, mm. um, you know, whatever. It's boring. It's Progresso Soup. You put Zoog Sauce in anything, and it kicks it up to a whole different level. Okay. Zoog Sauce. Zoog Sauce. We didn't let you answer what are you watching. This is important. What are you watching right now? One, White Lotus. Of course. But since I can't binge that, like, I hate the trickling out of an episode one per week. Yeah. 
it's just I just see. I wait. I wait no. to the point that I can binge it. Oh, see, I like to be part of the zeitgeist yes. of it all. Like, I want to be able to chat. I want that like water cooler talk on Monday morning. Um, since I can't binge White Lotus, I am binging The Vow <laughs> about the Nexium cult. Yes, it's scary. Not scary. It's I, just bananas. Yeah. I got to the part where the royal, like a royal is now involved. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Courtney and I have talked about Welcome it. Welcome to the party. Um, yeah. I just, cult of personality, I don't get it at all, but mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. What are you eating right now? Um, I, it's, I'm just thinking about what I'm getting ready to eat. Um, tonight I'm going to go home and make some of my mom's banana bread recipe. Mm. I have four bananas that have just been waiting. Ripening. <laughs> Ripening. They are ready <laughs> to mash up and put in banana bread. So Delish. that's all I've been thinking about. Mm. Nice. What are you listening to right now? Music, podcast, or otherwise? Well, y'all know. Mm. <laughs> I am. Yes, I'm listening to Midnight's by Taylor Swift. And I am proud of it. We're proud of you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, but I do, you know, and I'm a, I'm a big plugger. And so this is a chance to plug. And I've pr- plugged to you all in the office. But Alabama Astronaut Podcast. I know I've, I've turned Absolutely. Courtney on yep. to that. And uh, Kristen in our office turned me on to it. And, and so I have completed it. But, oh, my gosh, it is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say anything more about it, no. but if you're out there listening to it, go find Alabama Astronaut and you're welcome. Yes. Hmm. I have been listening to, over the last like week or so, um, Amos Lee. <clears throat> I love Amos Lee. Um, and he has a couple of new, newish albums. One was like a little jazzy, like mm-hmm. tribute to Chet Baker, but I wasn't quite ready for Christmas music, but this is very like. Sit in front of the fireplace, like, like a, cozy, a cool. Tip-toe. Yes. Yeah, I'm tiptoeing into, you know, the Mariah Carey of it all. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not quite there, so this is like a warm-up. Mm. I want to give a plug for Noah Khan. If you haven't listened to Noah Khan's new album, it's K-A-H-A-N, his last name. Tens across the board. He's fantastic. You would love him. Right, um, I'm on it. What are you most scared of? Right now... I'm scared that we're going to have another unsuccessful Kentucky basketball season. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 we need we need to break the cycle. We need we need a deep run, and I'm hoping that this team can get it going. Okay, so, what would break the cycle? I think we need to get to a Final Four again. Mm. We need to get to a Final Four. Okay. Okay. Mm. Oh, did I steal yours, Lauren? Yeah, Scott. You know me. I'm so sporty. <laughs> Sporty McSporty over here. All the sports. Uh, but I can't. I haven't slept at all because uh, I've just been thinking about it. Sportney. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk about it offline. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We don't really need to get oh, in. True. We don't that's need true. to get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, I am most scared of at all times uh, space, and I don't <laughs> space. I don't like it. Like the Final Frontier kind of space? Yeah. Okay. It is too big. I don't like all these pictures they're sending mm-hmm. us of, like, what's going on out mm. there. I don't like the sounds that they're sending us of space. I hate the sounds out there. Sounds and, are bad. And I don't... Here's why I'm thinking about it now. Because it's getting colder, it's winter, and it's... And I don't like to think about how it's because we're, like, leaning just a little bit farther away from the sun, and that's why it's colder. It's messed up. I don't like to think about it, but I've been thinking about it. 
space, man. It's it's messed up. How do you feel about the ocean? I also hate the ocean. Okay, but I'm also terrified of like claustrophobia. Like it can't. I can't be too. Cra- it can't be too big. Too big or too small. <laughs> and I don't. There and the ocean has a lot of weird stuff too. Those like little creatures we've never seen before. They don't even need to see. Ugh. Octopi, miss Mm-mm. me. Mm-mm. I don't want it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Space. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> it's very. Good rough. luck with all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? I hope it just isn't a problem. Like we have to evacuate planet Earth for any reason because I okay, ain't going. First of all, I'm not going. <laughs> I will go down no, see that. with yeah. this ship. It will be I will fine. Be on the Titanic, <laughs> yes. playing my violin. Yes, listening to Noah Khan as yes. this world turns down. <laughs> yeah. What are you most proud of? I'm proud of my kids. You know, they're and they are adult kids now because I am old. But uh, yeah, they they're they're doing great. My daughter has finished graduate school and is gainfully employed, and my son is nearing completion of his uh, graduate degree and his assistantship, and is charting his own path out there. So, and and I can I can unapologetically say I am proud of my kids because I don't think I had a thing in the world to do with, mm-hmm. with them being who they are. I mean, it just <laughs> they they really amaze me at at, uh, uh, at what they've accomplished. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steal that answer. I'm also proud of my kids. And I will say one of Scott's children uh, babysat during the pandemic for uh, she was in between school and situation and stuff. So anyway, she babysat my kids one summer and they still talk about his daughter and how awesome she was and how much they love her. So it's universal. Everyone is very proud. (laughs) of Scott's kids. And I'm also proud of our team. Um, uh, at BGCF and just like the, the all the nonprofits and I've seen like all the things that people are doing to help promote the Good Evening Challenge so yeah. I'm just going to bring it back to that but. Mm, I love it who do you look up to? y'all are going to give me grief for this answer I look up greatly to my wife she uh uh, I mean, first of all, why would we give you grief for that? Number two, I thought you were going to say Taylor Swift, and I was going to give you would grief, give for, that. Me grief yes. for that. So. But wifey is a great answer. Continue. Well, it is. I mean, she um, she has been in her current job for a number of years, and she has just been so intentional about the work that she does, where she is, and uh, you know, I think she she has tried to build. Um, a diverse team around her. She's been, been very intentional about that. I think she's very caring toward the people that she's that she works with and she's around. And so, yeah, I'm just really proud of, of how she um, has has approached her work life and, and tried to really make a difference there. Mm. Yeah, I don't have I don't have like a profound answer for this because it's also Scott's wife. Yeah, y'all are going to give me grief for this. <laughs> you can say Taylor Swift. I mean, I left it's, that one out there for oh, you. Sorry, we don't, you don't want to go there. It's, it ain't her. And it's not Ticketmaster, okay? No, it is not Ticketmaster. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think Elon? I, is it Elon? Mm-hmm, well, he's going to make me go out to space, I think, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't look up to somebody who's so obsessed with space. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess I, like, today I kind of, um, I was, like, getting, like, not 
I was feeling very appreciative to like my family, like people who helped raise me and worked really hard so I could have this like great job and get to do all this stuff. So I know y'all are giving me, Scott's giving me grief about that, but I just felt like, I don't know, just very thankful for them and look, just, you know, I wouldn't be here with y'all today if it wasn't for their hard work and their Shout love. out Lauren's family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Well, I guess uh, one thing I'm looking forward to is my wife and I are planning a big trip mm-hmm. next year, uh, possible European vacation. So, uh, yeah, we're ooh la la. I know, I know, it's very <laughs> ooh la la. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It would be my first trip to Europe. So, pretty excited about that. Yay! Yeah. Fun, mm-hmm. very fun, cool. fun. I am also looking forward to a little trip. Not to Europe, but just in between, uh, like, ne- the Good Giving Challenge is, like, my Super Bowl. So I've realized, like, I need, you know, because I'm back to the fact I am so sporty. Mm-hmm. I only think in sports metaphors. Mm-hmm. So it's just nice to take a little break after the holiday. So I'm taking off in between Christmas and New Year's. We got a little cabin. We did get the cabin. Yay. on Got a little cabin on Airbnb. I'm just looking forward to like a, a few days of just puzzles and coziness and mm. fires and movies and all that. So it's just going to be me and my little fam. So I'm just looking forward to like a lot of nothing. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. <laughs> I like it. Why do you love our community? I mean, this this one's a hard one for me to even think about where to begin because I just love it all. I mean, I you know, the, the question comes up, you know, people are just making conversations like, if you could live anywhere in the world, where mm. would you live? And my answer every single time is Lexington, Kentucky. I absolutely, absolutely love this place, everything about it. Um, I like to call it the the biggest small town in America. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's cozy, but it is also large enough to provide, you know, some of the things that you may only get in a larger city. I mean, is there room for improvement? Absolutely. There's always a lot of that, but, you know, having the university here and what that does for the community and, and particularly in regard to the arts. Um, and I think that there's been some great vision to create some, uh, wonderful, Green spaces uh, um, and and um, walkable spaces in our community over the last few years. So um, it's everything. Mm. It's everything. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Like Scott said, it's kind of hard to think about where to even start. Um, I think it's just a great place to live. I think there's a little, like he said, a little something for everyone. Um, you know, whether you want to. Uh, you know, go out, find like fine dining or great food. It doesn't even have to be fine dining, but there's just like a great variety of like food and restaurants and bars and, you know, shows. Um, you know, I took my daughter to see Annie a few weeks ago and it was like, everybody was there. The mayor was there. I was like, this is a place to be. We are loving live theater right now. (laughs) Um, it's just, I don't know. It's a great place to be. Um, the people are so great. So nice. Um, very welcoming and uh, I mean it's a great great place to live I've lived here since 2004 it has improved I say improved you know it has grown so much and it has become so much more like vibrant and diverse and um, and I think like we know that there is 
it could be better and everybody is like willing to like work together and make it so so mm. it's a great place this is the last question and both of you are not going to like it why do you love yourself well, I was prepared for this question because I am an avid listener of yes. the Do Good Radio Hour, so Big I know that, I know that this question is coming. Um, and even so, I mean, this is a hard question. It's 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 a it's an unusual question. I don't know that I've ever been asked this question before. Mm. But um, so, why do I love myself? I think that I am that I make myself available to the people in my world, mm. you know, I think I'm, I'm there for support, for a listening ear, for advice if needed. And, you know, I just feel like I'm available. Yes. We'll validate that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Hmm. I'm also a listener. I know that that's what Scott loved most about himself is that he listens to yes. do a good radio hour. <laughs> he didn't want to say it, but, <laughs> um, so I've been thinking about this too, and it's it's <coughs> tough, Courtney. This is a tough question. I like my creativity, mm-hmm. um, and I really like that I get to. I found a great place to work where I can be creative and have that fulfilling thing. But um, I also like to be creative at home, like artsy. I don't know. It's just it's doing a little crafty stuff. The topiary. Oh, I made a topiary. It's like an orange as a tribute to what I... You haven't been to the Biltmore, so you would not understand. No, I don't. I need to go. Y'all just talk this Biltmore up. If if only this wasn't a podcast and a radio show, y'all, I could show you a picture. We'll 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 post it it on on an Instagram story (laughs) of my topiary. It's like an orange, like, thing. I don't know. I'll show you later. It's beautiful. Um, So, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Like, I feel like I can see something and be like, I can do that. Yes. I can make that or... You know, mm. I love that. Love it. <laughs> I love that about me. <laughs> all right, guys. Tomorrow is the big day. Thank you all for being here. So excited. Any last words for Good Giving Challenge 2020? No, 2022. Sorry. I don't know what just happened to my brain. <laughs> I already am in 2023. Oh, my goodness. Giving Challenge 2022. 2022. Last words. <laughs> y'all need to give. Yes. Yeah. Y'all get online and give. I'd recommend you give every day because there are matching challenges going on every day. So just don't limit yourself. Learn about learn about the nonprofits that are out there. So give, but also find a new organization mm-hmm. uh, that you can get behind and support. I would, yeah, I would say challenge yourself to. Oh, good giving. Challenge yourself hey. to get There's to that creativity. The creativity. <laughs> um, to give to the nonprofits you already love but like Scott said go out there find a new one and there's you know 200 great miss- missions to learn about and and support so bggives.org bggives.org all right we'll see you guys tomorrow bye bye, bye. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today on the do good radio hour brought to you by bluegrass community foundation We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us on our website at BGCF.org to stay updated on all the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well.
You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LPFM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.